0: Thank you for downloading the Aging Matters podcast. To find out more about how Transitions Life Care is providing care and comfort for life's changing needs, visit transitionslifecare.org.
1: This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one with Nicole Clagett and Jason
2: Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thank you so much for joining us on this Saturday evening. I am Jason Kong here with. Nicole Cleggett, representing Transitions Life Care and Transitions Guiding Lights. Nicole, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. How are you today?
2: Good, good. Is Christmas shopping taken care of?
0: (sighs) Yeah, kind of. Uh, I didn't. I I didn't believe
2: that. That that uh, did not seem credible at all.
0: I need to stop.
2: You need to stop. <laughs> well. I, I
0: need not enter another store and I need to have my Amazon account locked. Because ah, well. <laughs> it's just...
2: few yeah. more days, few more yes. days, and then uh, it will be here. Well, uh, Nicole, I'm excited for the program tonight because, again, we're spending so much time with, uh, hopefully spending time with family here over the holidays. And this is a good time. To have some conversations and maybe look for some signs uh, of change with our our loved ones. And we're going to have a discussion all about that. And we've brought in Kent Thompson, who is a financial advisor with Capital Financial Solutions. Kent, thank you so much for coming in this evening. My pleasure. I'm looking forward to it.
0: So I always love having these conversations about what we should talk about when we're together with loved ones around the holidays. I don't think it's something that we can do often enough. And and whether it's the holidays or whether it's another time of year when you get together with family, I think it's really important to assess and look at how things may or may not have changed.
3: Exactly. That's, That's my point.
0: So um, having these conversations, uh, you've broken t- sort of down into multiple phases. And um, so in phase one, you talk about trying to see mom or dad and kind of it's been a while. So what are some of the things that we need to look out for when we have that initial okay, we've been having these phone calls, but now we're in-person moments?
3: Sure. Well, th- the way I look at it is uh, phase one is kind of like the emergency situation. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen mom and dad for a while. Uh, you come in and you look at them and you go, oh my gosh, things have changed. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're looking to see, well, how are they doing in their grooming? Mm-hmm. You know, is their hair combed? Is their face washed? Um, fingernails trimmed? You know, did they look pretty good? Um, you know, sometimes uh dad might have a plaid shirt on and striped pants or something. And you're kind of going, how did he pick that out? That's not the way he used to dress. Right. And there's just little signs that start to come up and you're kind of going, something's just not right. Mm -hmm. And so you start to go like, what are we going to do?
0: Exactly. And, And then you kind of lead into kind of what are they talking about? What are they saying? And you know, how are they interacting with you that may be a little bit different than they were in the past?
3: My mother-in-law used to come visit us, and she loved to go driving around. She lived up in the mountains by herself in a small little home, and she'd get down to Raleigh, and she'd be, let's go for a drive, you know, mm-hmm. and so we take her out, and almost every time that we'd go out, the first 10 minutes were always the same. Look at these big houses. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the trees. Look at how beautiful it is. And I could almost recite exactly <laughs>
0: how it was going to go down. You, <laughs> <yeah>.
3: <laughs> and so, you know, you start to say, you know, are, are they aware of the holidays? You know, have mm-hmm. they done any decorating around the house? Um, have they started to buy presents? Mm-hmm. Um, do they know actually what day Christmas is, Right. Uh, some of those things.
0: So some of that orientation, some of those, you know, knowing the day of the week, the time of the year, although this time of year, I'm not even sure with so many different holidays coming up and the strangeness of when holidays are hitting. I'm sort of confused myself. That but,
3: can happen, sure.
0: But, um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, if, if they're behaving differently with um, what they're saying is definitely a sign that something may be awry. Um, and then we get into phase two.
3: Yeah, phase two, I mean, if, if you move through phase one and everything's basically okay, uh, then, you know, that, that alarm situation has gone away. Mm-hmm. And so now you just start to look and, and think about how can I make this special time uh, a little bit easier and more convenient for mom and dad. So you start to think about, um, let's not get too complicated. Let's, mm-hmm. let's keep things kind of simple. You know, we're going to have dinner, we're going to have friends mm-hmm. over, we're going to have family over, um, that sort of thing.
0: One of the things that I like to think about when it comes to kind of the craziness around the holidays is, you know, trying to maintain the way things were done in the past. And that can really add a lot of stress and pressure on that individual who may not be able to keep up with it anymore and or that family caregiver who's feeling like they have to do things the way they've always done it with some additional caregiving responsibilities. I remember when my grandmother was getting up in years and suddenly it went from, you know, everybody coming over to the house to suddenly you know, and I was a, a younger teenage granddaughter, but it was suddenly, "Hey, can Nicole come over and kind of help me prepare?" And and then that way, it created some. You know, she enjoyed teaching me things, which I certainly appreciate to this day. But then it also kind of gave her a little bit more bandwidth to do some of the things that she enjoyed.
3: Actually, and and one of the best things about that is that permission was asked, mm-hmm. so it wasn't a surprise. Right, you didn't just show up and right. uh, start doing things. But, right. Um, Sometimes um, grandma and grandpa, Mm -hmm. mom and dad, kind of forget who the younger generation are and so. Right. Sometimes they need to be reminded. This is your granddaughter Nicole, and right. she's you know here to help you right. do this. And she
0: wants to learn and, exactly, and kind of yeah. f- phrase it in a way that it's actually doing that individual more of a service than helping that person. So there's well, to remain dignity
3: and and it, it gives her a feeling of you know being special, right? You know, so oh, you're, I'm so happy that you came over to learn how to make biscuits. Right, <laughs>
0: right, exactly. And so um, one of the things that I recently ran into that which I feel like it's a really great piece of advice is if you are um, caregiving for an individual with a dementia diagnosis of some sort The onslaught of friends and family and well-wishers, which happens to all of us around the holidays, well, can be frankly overwhelming for all of us, but with a person with cognitive impairment, they don't really have the emotional reserves to handle all of that. And they get overwhelmed and overstimulated and overtired very easily. So a suggestion that I ran across was actually finding a room in the house where it's the visiting room. And so that person's not really they don't really feel like they're being left out, but it's more of a people just kind of come in one at a time and, and, and be with that person so you don't have all the screaming, great, grid kids running around in a circle and all the chaos that's going on, but that person's still getting to enjoy the one-on-one time with the, with their loved ones.
3: Right, and it gives them a, a feeling of, you know, where their location is, mm-hmm. so they're, they're centered. Um, typically, you'd have a place for them to sit, right. a comfortable place. Um, one of the things that I see happening a lot is um, people tend to think that older people can't hear mm-hmm. and so they they get right in their face mm-hmm. and <laughs> start talking loudly mm-hmm. and you know it's startling it's sure. and um, it's just not very convenient so you, you'd like to find a way that you can be of equal ground mm-hmm. you're not having to lean over and, and be in their face uh, that you're able to talk in a, a normal conversational tone if they are having trouble hearing you they'll let you know mm-hmm. Um, but you're just you know you're there to be with them and to converse and have a good time.
0: So we're talking about conversations over the holidays to your point people assume that older people can't hear and we also need to think about how we're having conversations about the changes in loved ones around loved ones because oftentimes people talk about that person in front of the person just assuming that a they don't understand or b they don't hear and that is a big big no-no.
3: Right. Well, and that's true. Um, nobody likes to be talked about in the third person. <laughs> and um, I see it happening with children, yeah. uh, spouses and parents. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, including them. And that's, that's probably where we go into phase three mm-hmm. is coming up with a caregiver plan mm-hmm. uh, where you, everything's fine. You know, there's no really big deal going on, but we need to have something in mind so that if something does happen, how are we going to handle that? And including mom and dad in that conversation is of extreme importance, in my in my opinion.
0: So one of the things I know that causes family caregivers great angst is actually having to start that conversation. It feels like a dramatic role reversal, where you've always been the child. It doesn't matter how old you are, you're always the child. Your mom's ninety years old, and you're you know um, seventy. You still feel like you're a child. And so, how do you sort of turn the table and and start having that conversation about changes in care needs?
3: Well, um, one of the things that we've seen happen is uh, having a little story. Mm-hmm. Um, Mom, do you remember Aunt Susie that, you know, she had a problem and, you know, she fell down and she had to go to the hospital and when she came out, everybody was confused about what to do mm-hmm. and how to handle that. Well, you know, we'd kind of like to explore that with you. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. And um, once they start to identify with what the situation was before, then they go like, well, yeah, that'd be a good idea if we can talk about some of those things now.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and the other piece that I think often comes up in family situations is that we often revert back to the roles we had when we were children. So you have the pecking order in sort of the family clan. And so just being stereotypical here, you know, the the eldest is the most responsible and the wayfinder. The middle is the one that's always seeking attention because it's never had any. And then the baby just never grew up and is immature. And so I think when you're looking at the family caregiving situation and who's going to handle what, you really need to reboot that and look at how people have developed and sort of what they do, what they're, what their strengths and weaknesses are, and don't just assume that the family member who's a stay at home mom should be the one that takes mom into the house.
3: Exactly. Well, and sometimes we look at proximity. Uh, the oldest might actually live in mm-hmm. LA or someplace right. and are not going to be handy. Um, so it's, it, it's an exploratory process and should not make those, those assumptions at the beginning.
2: Like with all concepts of caregiving, it makes a lot more sense to do some planning and have some conversations ahead of time. To, that way, have a game plan heading in so you're not just winging it or someone's going rogue and you, you tend to get into a bad situation when that's happening. We have Kent Thompson in the studio. He is a financial advisor with Capital Financial Solutions, and we're going to continue our conversation right after this. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on News Radio 680 680- W.
1: This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole
2: Cleggett from Transitions Guiding Lights. Here's your host, Jason Kong. You are listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett, and our guest in the studio right now is Kent Thompson. He's a financial advisor with Capital Financial Solutions, and we're talking all about conversations over the holidays that we may have with our parents or older loved ones, and make sure that they're uh, in the best situation, and how we may want to start a conversation when it comes to beginning a caregiver plan. And Nicole, we were just talking about uh, some tips for starting that conversation and how family roles (laughs) tend to play into that. And it it just makes sense to to have a game plan.
0: Yeah, yeah. And actually, sometimes, you know, in family situations, things can be very complicated. Um, And then, of course, around the holidays, emotions about people who've who've gone before come up, and then you have, you know, the people that are having some anticipatory grief about the changes in their loved ones and how the holidays just aren't what they used to be. So it tends to be a very emotionally charged time. But on the flip side, it is a good time to have these conversations. And uh, I think one of the things that um, Kent really touched on that I think is incredibly important is trying to get and ascertain what loved ones wishes would be if they were facing a life limiting illness and um, using stories using other examples like you know mom when your sister sally passed away when aunt sally died you know these this is kind of how she died is that you know what, did you agree with how things went so you're not necessarily pointing it at the person if they if they're not comfortable talking about their own wishes directly but if you talk about scenarios that really does help i know with my own father Occasionally, I'll try to bring up topics, and you know, his first thing will say, What are you counting the days down till I die or something? And so, he'll, he'll he's never gonna have this conversation. I'm just gonna have to guess, but but um, you know, if you can use some stories of other situations, I think sometimes that can shed some light.
3: Well, that's an interesting point of view because uh, I think we do see a big difference between how dad feels about things and yeah. how mom feels about things, right? And just take
0: me out back and shoot me, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: And so um, sometimes the conversation is um, a little late because dad is already facing some issues. Right. Um, but if you are still working with mom, um, and one of the big things I used to hear was, well, dad's got this all figured out. He's got, you know, right. he's done the wills, he's right. done the trust, he's got all the beneficiaries set up and all this sort of thing. And then, lo and behold, something happens. He passes away, and you find out everything's really a mess. Right. And so then, somebody's having to go in and figure things out mm-hmm. and uh, take care of this and take care of that. Mom has not really been involved, and mm-hmm. she doesn't really know how all of that works. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even the children aren't real.
0: Right. Good and, and people are kept in the dark, yeah. which then causes contention and strife. Right. And so, um, always super important if you are pre- uh, preparing your advance directives and your will please don't keep your family members in the dark about what their roles and responsibilities are going to be of them because, um, you know, it, it really ends up being a, a situation where there's a lot of family turmoil. And specifically, when you're asking folks to be your financial power of attorney or your health care power of attorney, you may have selected somebody that when they find out about it, just isn't comfortable with that role. You, may, exactly right, you, you sure. may have done it, you know, again, going back to those old roles, uh, you know, well, you know, it's just the right thing to do to have my eldest daughter make my healthcare decisions. And your eldest daughter may not really be able to handle that or have your wife do it or whatever. And so it's really super important that you choose a person um, to make these decisions that you know would act and be able to do the things you want done. And then you actually tell them what you want. <laughs> That's even more important.
3: Well, and really what you're you're leading up to is some sort of uh, family sit down, Mm -hmm. uh, caregiver conference of, okay, mom, here's some things that we've been thinking about, you know, what are what's important to you? Who do you think should be involved? Um, I I work a lot with a guy named Tim Murray with Aware Senior Care. And he has the opinion that, you know, it's a village, and it takes a team of -hmm. professionals to help out. So it's, it could be an estate planning attorney, it could be a CPA, It could be healthcare people, it could be investment people, insurance people, right? Maybe all of those people need to get together and come up with some sort of, um, not, not, the, not the, the sentimental, but the emotional plan, but at least the physical plan of do all these things work? Mm-hmm. You know, Dad took care of the will, but as a matter of fact, that was 20 years ago right. and hasn't been revisited in a while. Right. So maybe it's time to get it out and refresh.
0: So if it sounds like there's an awful lot to think about and look over, it, there really, it really is. And so this is why doing these things before a crisis is incredibly important. Because it's really, frankly, overwhelming no matter when you do it. But doing it in the midst of a health crisis is something that will certainly try the emotions of any individual out there. So um and then sometimes it's really important you know if you really are finding that it is too overwhelming or you just know this is going to create such a, fi- a family strife bringing in an outside professional to help navigate can can be very very helpful absolutely so um when we think about the things that we have to cover in these family meetings with or without the individual because sometimes you may need to have sort of a game plan of how you're going to come up with the plan of attack and then other times you're going to be inclusive in that with that person. Um, what are some of the topics that folks need to cover? I mean, there's obviously the whole health situation, right? Like if you walked into the door, and you're noticing there's a change with mom or dad, and then suddenly you think, okay, we need to figure out what's going on medically.
3: Right, exactly. So I think the first thing is the assessment and mm-hmm. just trying to get a, a grip on, you know, what is the health situation? Um, is mom or dad are they going to doctors on Mm -hmm. regular uh, appointments Uh, if they're living at home are they having to drive themselves Uh, how are they getting there Uh, if there's any kind of medication that's prescribed are they taking their medication are they taking it at a regular time are they taking it when they're supposed to Um, you know what are some of the um, plans for the next year how Mm -hmm. how are we going to deal with annual physicals Uh, if there is an issue already going on Um, how do we make sure that that appointment is kept? Uh, Are the doctors aware of whatever the situation might be? And bringing that all together can can very easily um, help out in the long run.
0: So then when we move from there, we sort of briefly touched on this, but then uh, besides the medical needs, then there are the legal matters.
3: Legal matters are very important. um, And and there's um, a an excellent group of people in the Raleigh area that would help with estate planning and uh, making sure and I'm I'm working with um, three generations in one family so I'm working with the mother and father uh, their children and the children of the children Uh, to make sure that uh, wills are done, um, powers of attorney are done. And one of the biggest things for a 22-year-old is making sure that they have their HIPAA document Mm -hmm. where they uh, give permission for mom and dad to have the the medical information in case they're in an accident or they're Mm -hmm. away at college and something happens. Uh, We can see that as being very important. But the review of, of any sort of documents that already exist is important, and certainly if there are no documents, they need to be created and as you said, who, who is going to be the power of attorney? Who's gonna be right. the, the um, you know, potential HIPAA person or, or health agent or whatever it might be?
0: And so you're sitting here before <coughs> us as a financial planner and so obviously finances are an important thing to look at as well because it comes as to great surprise to many families out there that Medicare does not pay for everything.
3: Medicare does not pay for everything. But it doesn't
0: pay for most things actually when it comes to long-term care.
3: Right, exactly. So, um, you know, we just have gone through the Medicare um, season, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are two different types of Medicare. There's what they call the, uh, what I call plan C uh, or part C, which is a combo plan combining A, B, and D, which is your prescription plan. Or you can go out and buy your own uh, personal Medicare supplement. Um, You can buy a supplement any time of the year. That's no big deal. You can only sign up for the part C from October 15th through, or October 7th, through December 15th. So um, that time has passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting something is better than not having anything. <laughs> and uh, also, the long term care ability uh, policies are, are certainly a good thing to have as well.
0: So I know um, we don't have a whole lot of time left, and you did did definitely want to touch base about the Community Advisory Committee that you were part of.
3: Right. Community Advisory Committee is a committee appointed by the county commissioners. Um, The maximum size is 25. We currently have about 18 or 19. Our mandate is to visit all of the uh, family care homes, or also what they call... um, assisted living homes and so we visit all of those in Wake County and there's over a hundred that need to be visited and we're always looking for new volunteers. Uh, if you're interested in volunteering you can call Amy Kepler who is with the Triangle J uh, Council of Government Ombudsman. Uh, her phone number is 919-558-2719 and talk with her about the training that you would need to go through. But we are always looking for volunteers.
0: So if somebody want to get a hold of you and Capital Financial Solutions, what's the best way they can do that? Uh,
3: my direct line is 919-719-3824 uh, or I have email at K Thompson at Cap C-A-P-F-S dot com.
2: That's K Thompson at Cap F, as in Frank S as in Sam. Dot .com Kent Thompson financial advisor with Capital Financial Solutions thank you so much for joining us this evening thank you I, I appreciate it we've got to take a quick break but we'll be back right after this you're listening to aging matters care and comfort that surrounds you a service of transitions life care it's your life your care on news radio 680 wptf
1: this is aging matters care and comfort that surrounds you on news radio 680 wptf Joined by Nicole Cleggett from Transitions Guiding Lights, here's your host, Jason Kong.
2: News Radio 680 WPTF, you're listening to Aging Matters, your life, your care, a service of Transitions Life Care. I am Jason Kong alongside Nicole Cleggett. Nicole, we're bringing back one of our favorite guests, Nancy Stolfo-Corti. We always love having her in the studio. And remember, Nancy Stolfo-Corti is a catalyst. That's her job (laughs) title with senior helpers. Nancy, thank you so much for being back on the program.
0: Well, thank you for having me back. We have to bring back a woman with an outrageous Italian accent. That's just, you just have to do that. Everybody wanted more. Well, we
4: can do it in Italian.
0: (laughs) So Nancy, you're gonna be talking to us about an interestingly phrased topic, finding the fringe hours, caring for your sanity. So talk to us a little bit about
4: this. So um, if you recall last week when I ended You Need a Village, I said try to find the fringe hours. And basically the fringe hours are those little pockets of time that we think we can't really get anything accomplished in them, but When you are super busy, Mm -hmm. and we have a culture of busyness in this country, you tend to stress yourself out with your busyness. What we forget is there are 168 hours in a week. Uh And you and I both know that. And most people work 40 hours. In our industry, we work 80. (laughs) But that still leaves 88 hours between sleep and play that you can really find joy in your life. And as caregivers or um, people counseling caregivers in our industry, it's really important that you find joy in your day-to-day. Because if you don't, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out.
0: And, and, you know, it's just speaking for myself, you know, working a thousand million hours a week and then having three kids at home and a husband and a farm that I take care of. I will tell you, one of my most favorite times is I take a nighttime shower, probably TMI, but take a nighttime shower just because it's easier because I have to get up at the crack of dawn to get three kids going. And right. that is just like, oh, even in my 10 minutes in that shower, I'm just so thrilled to have that. And I get quite annoyed when somebody walks into the bathroom when I'm trying to shower because I'm like, this is just my 10 minutes.
4: <laughs> I used to lock myself in the bathroom. Va- bathroom when I had a two-year-old and infant twins. And I stopped doing that when my son was a little bit older and he rolled a crayon under the door. And I realized, you know what? I need to just set up boundaries and have that creative time because that feeds my soul. right? And that's what I needed. I was trying to be everything to everyone. Yep, yep. So... The, the purpose and the, the principle behind fringe hours is to explore, discover, maximize, and then finally live well. And um, if you know me, I have my list. <laughs> so um, I'd like to say that you, you really want to go through life. You don't wanna, you, you don't want to go through life. You want to grow through life. So the first step is to explore. You want to find balance. And as women, we have a lot of trouble saying no. Mm -hmm. That's one of the the points, one of the tips that I give. You have to learn to say no. Learn from your mistakes. If you constantly did this Christmas newsletter and you realized last year that that's a huge stressed stressor. you out. Yep. And you realize that your Christmas newsletter was just a litany of medical issues that your mom and dad were having and that you were dealing with. Probably not the thing that you wanted to do this year or spend your time right. on. Right. So learn from your mistakes. Evaluate what matters and reduce distractions, which is really hard with multimedia today.
0: Well, in evaluating what matters, I often use that Piece of uh, advice: It's when family caregivers are getting really overwhelmed around the holidays, yeah. and you know they're you know caregiving all the time, but they're still the person that's primarily responsible for putting on that big holiday meal. And typically, the person who's the caregiver is the overachiever, absolutely perfectionist you personality. You have to
4: let go of those self-imposed pressure. You do,
0: and so it's more about well, let's think about what are the traditions of the holiday, or what you know of that specific experience that matter most that bring most meaning to the family unit and then let some of that other stuff go right you know and just you know and I've noticed this even through the flux of my years depending on the ages of my children and what was going on in my life you know some years I did it to I've done it to the nines because it all tends to fall me for the holidays other years you know what, I'm like, I'm not getting out to China this year. I'm going to use the dishwasher safe stuff. Or one year I actually even use paper plates because I was just kind of like, we're just going to have a quick meal. It's not even going to be the fancy dinner, but we're all going to celebrate together. So just allowing yourself that ability to do that. And that comes
4: from prioritizing and just really deciding what matters. I know my family, I grew up above a bakery, so you can imagine the Mm. holidays, it was crazy busy. My bakery was not only... (laughs) a regular Italian bakery, it was a Jewish bakery. We had two holidays in December. So my family migrated away from the gift giving and all the pressures of Christmas. We gave gifts on Valentine's Day when everything was on sale and (laughs) and when my kids were small and, and, you know, all of us were younger. That's how it went. But uh, now we just get together at Thanksgiving. Yep. We don't do the gift giving. I have to tell you I have so much time around the holidays that my friends don't.
0: Yep. Because
4: we just made it our family rule.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I think that's I think that's pretty phenomenal. And that
4: eliminates the guilt and your comparison. So Right,
0: right. And and and, and not watching what everybody else is doing on Facebook.
4: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Take a you know, comparison is an act of violence (laughs) against the self. So Then you want to discover those little pockets of time and assign meaningful intentions. Uh, I've always been in sales. So with sales, you have this thing where you call the power hour and you get on the phone and you just call for an hour and see how much you can smile and dial in an hour. (laughs) I have to admit, I have a second business and I don't have a power hour. So I I call it the fast 15. (laughs) And it is surprising how much I can cram into those 15 minutes. It all starts with shifting your perspective. Research suggests that we have a very celebrated busyness culture. Uh, people are always saying, "I'm too busy. I'm too busy." Stop saying that and just do it. Because that takes time too. To well, say and that it's I'm busy. celebrated too,
0: right? I don't and know, you know people, how you do all that you do. Oh, and you I don't list know, out. Oh, I've been yeah. up
4: since four, and I've right. you know pulled my sweet potatoes and
0: blah 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 blah. And, you know, right. and you know, yeah, <laughs> seriously,
4: but. You get it done because I've never seen you list all the things you do, Nicole. And my head spins if I would follow you.
0: Well, so. well the, the habit that I have at home is not listing what I've done. It's listing what I have to do. And right. I, So my to-do list I say sometimes out loud and, and that can get irritating to people, right. but it's not that I'm trying to be like, oh, I'm going to be... It's just like if I don't say it, I'm going to forget it.
4: <laughs> I actually write mine on the back of a business card and if it doesn't fit on the back of a business card I'm not going to get to it today. Well, It's my permission slip to let me take a step back and not have to cram so much in my day and feel guilty because I didn't complete it. Because I, as you see, I like to make lists, but I also like to cross them off. And so if you You feel accomplished, (laughs) yes, I feel accomplished. But if you have this big list and Mm -hmm. half of it's not crossed off, you feel really bad about yourself. So when you identify them, figure out what you need. Do you need more rest? Do you need more spirituality? Do you need more exercise? And prioritize those little pockets of time. You can do something as simple as chair yoga or having a no technology day. And when I'm not on call, I call my, I check in with my family, and I tell them I'm not going to be available for the next 24 hours by phone. I'm okay. I'm staying home. I'm not going on a hike or anything. I just need to recharge, mm-hmm. and they understand that. And something so small like that gives me like a mental break. Yeah, and it's really, really um, positive.
2: Yeah, that is a very positive experience, and it's something that we all need to take account of. And what you're mentioning, there they're small steps that you can take, and I think that's the main thing. It's digestible. You just gotta make the time and take the time. Well, we're gonna continue our conversation with Nancy Stolfo Corti. She's a catalyst with senior helpers, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Aging Matters, Your Life, Your Care, a Service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio Six Eighty WPTF.
1: This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. With your co-host, Nicole Claykett, here's the host of Aging Matters,
2: Jason Kong. You're listening to Aging Matters, Your Life, Your Care, a Service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF, Jason Kong here with Nicole Cluggett. Our guest in the studio is Nancy Stolfo Corti. She is a catalyst with senior helpers, and right now she is explaining to us how to find the fringe hours and save our sanity.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been loving what you've been saying about just reclaiming a little bit of our time instead of like repurposing that old barn wood. <laughs> it's, it's there, right. we have it, and uh, and how are we going to repurpose it and, and make it efficient, you know, instead of scrolling on Facebook for 20 minutes?
4: Well, you know. <laughs> and that's true. And uh, 2013, and this was before the phones were as, mm-hmm. as tricked out as they are now. Um, in the U.S., we spend on an average of five hours of non-vocal mobile activity.
0: Oh, and now they're giving you, I don't know what kind of phone you have, but um, the type of phone I have, it gives you a weekly activity report.
4: Right, And it right. tells
0: me, you know, how much time did I check reading he, my emails? Yeah. How many hours was I on the phone? How many hours was I on social media? And you just look at it and you go, what?
4: And <laughs> I, I would suggest that... Everyone, look at that report, and then set some limitations because mm-hmm. I don't think we're even aware. You no, you're can not get on Pinterest, and, and yeah, you just know, like your two months goal. later,
0: <laughs> you're just not. like the ten thousand steps they say we need to do. You need to kind of pick your parameters for right. the device time. I think
4: right, exactly. So once you decide that you want a life that prioritizes you and your needs, you need to maximize. We've all heard this expression, you make time for what's important to you and what matters to you. And I think we've gotten away from that. A lot of times I see our spirituality is the one thing that falls to Mm -hmm. the, the wayside. We don't think we need it, but we really need to curate every aspect of our life, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Find a
0: way to get grounded because we're so, like you said, we're so busy and everything, it feels like it's just all happening to us. You feel like you Mm -hmm. have no sense of control.
4: And you will have control once you're grounded. It's sharpening the saw. Uh, Stephen Covey, that very important principle, preserving and fine-tuning the most important asset that we have, which is ourselves. And a lot of that starts with just saying no if you say no, you're not on the hook for it. And it, it can't be a no, maybe or no. Well, let me think. Or about we'll it. see. Just there's no, uh, there's no, no pun intended. There's no shame in saying no, period. And just stop the conversation right there. A lot of people are shocked because they're always waiting for the follow up. But you don't need that. Just say no. And you want to use your time efficiently. So if you have to delete it, limit it or silence it do it mm-hmm. because all those things even though you think aren't they're not important they're actually running in the background it's like your body is this hard drive you've got all these programs running because you're still trying to pay attention to facebook or, or
0: right. what
4: this person's doing or that too many person. tabs
0: open is the joke Off right goes.
4: right Too in many our tabs. brains yeah Yeah. And then be prepared to use your time efficiently. I don't know if you noticed while I was waiting, I have gift cards always in my or little greeting cards in my purse. I always have a notebook with me. I think it's really important to be centered and write handwritten thank you notes, notes to my grandchildren, because one day they won't know what they are. Um, (laughs) And I mail them. And I think it's really important. I have weights in my car. It's not unusual to see me pumping gas and doing bicep curls. Um, (laughs) I just try to make the most of my wait time wherever I'm at. As I mentioned before, you can do chair yoga. There's a lot of ways to be more physically fit. If you have a desk job, try doing that. Then embrace help. I I went on this topic a lot last week with, um, finding your village, but there's, there's a lot of things like people will say to me, You know, I wish I could get to the gym, but I take care of my mom 24-7. Well, consider a care swap with another family. Right, I've done that many times. There's no money involved. They appreciate it. You appreciate it. You can get support from your family, your friends, online, and then even paid services. If you don't like to clean your house, don't. Get (laughs) someone else to clean it. And if you don't have the money for it, barter. I love to cook. Can I trade your sweet potatoes? Yes, you can. <laughs> but I will tell you, I'm not the best cleaner, but I will come and meal prep for you in an hour. You'll have meals for the meals and lunches, lunches and dinners for the whole week. I am a meal prepper uh, maven. Um, you can even use a mother's helper. You know, we'd used them when we had our kids small. hmm but people don't think about it. You can use them for your seniors. We have a, a high school student that every now and then helps us out with companionship. And she is amazing. And it gives an, a different perspective to that loved one. And you can go out and have dinner with your husband or, you know, have a special date night that or go to a, a yoga class or something. There's a lot of obstacles to overcome. So step 10, overcoming these obstacles if they're financial, learn about the resources that you have. Right. If you want to read more and you can't afford books, go to the library. It, there's audiobooks now that you can even download onto right. your cell phone. Right. You pull up they're, YouTube. And, oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, if you want to learn how to do something, Michaels, Joann's—they all offer free classes. Home Depot,
0: even I think. Yeah. Oh, Home
4: Depot—you mm-hmm. can learn to lay tile, and you can take care of some of those projects that you can't afford to have done. And then there's dozens of blogs on how to save money, just besides Groupon. There's Mama Cheaps, and cheaps is spelled C-H-E-A-P-S dot com. The Crazy Coupon Lady, and crazy is with a K. Uh, I actually have a daughter that's that lady. Um, Freebies for Mom. There's so many blogs out there that can help you. So take advantage of that. A lot of people say that their biggest obstacle is interruptions, as Nicole and I mentioned. You know, you got to kind of sometimes close the door or leave the house. Silence your cell phone and just tell people.
0: I'm not available. Right. I'm not available. Set those boundaries, and people aren't going to like it at first. Right. Especially, and a lot of times Especially we've, the especially well doers. we've created the monster. Right. We uh, when I get frustrated and feel like everybody wants something from me, yeah. and it's all like, and if I don't give it, they're all it's you know
4: the de- salty to and cranky. Yeah. <laughs> the and disease to please. <laughs> truly, and
0: then and then I look back and I'm like, well, I have my own, I have myself to thank for this because I completely created this monster. Right. So yeah. Right. I get it. I get it.
4: I'm that monster too. <laughs> and disorganization sometimes we don't start something or mm-hmm. take time for ourselves because we're not organized we we spend too much time like evaluating oh I don't have a place to start. Well sew. people fail
0: open the project right. sometimes seems so overwhelming, overwhelming that it's like where do I even begin and just taking just a step start. Just, just a step. start yep. just
4: start um I always think of that marathon uh, training that says you know the couch to the 5k you know it, the first step is literally getting off the couch and it says it in there, and it so says just You're get gonna, off the couch. Yeah. Get off the couch. And then sometimes our passions become obligations. At that point, change your passion. If you have this book club or yeah. crafting, it's not group, bringing
0: you joy. It's time it, to let yeah. it go.
4: If it's not bringing you joy, and they all sit around and gossip, and it's giving you stress, cut that. Cut that craft and do something else. And then life does get hard, mm-hmm. and all these steps go out the window and you have to recognize that and when in those moments just take care of yourself right give yourself some grace and remember that you just have to live well cultivate your community find rest and live well with joy and your caregiving will everything will fall into place.
0: And you will have those tough days and those tough weeks and those potholes right. and bumps in the road. But if you have a good regimen of, it's almost like an exercise routine to put right. these steps into right. place, it becomes muscle memory and you'll just go right. back to it. So talk to us a little bit about Senior Helpers in the next minute or so and how folks can get a hold of that organization to bring some respite and relief into one's life if you're in a caregiving journey.
4: Right, right. Senior Helpers, well, you can reach out to us by phone 24-7. You'll always get a live person. Unfortunately, lately that's been me. <laughs> and it's 919 544-6848. Again, 919-544-6848. Or send me an email at NAC at seniorhelpers.com. That's November Alpha Charlie at senior Helpers Com. And I would also like to thank the Mom Creative blog and Jessica Turner, who wrote a book called Finding the Fringe Hours, um, for helping me find my fringe hours in my pockets of time. <laughs>
2: That's wonderful. Nancy Stolfo Corti, Catalyst with Senior Helpers. Thank you so much for coming in this evening. And I, th- I think you're sitting on a gold mine, Nancy, with your, uh, your gas pump workout. I think you need to trademark that. Go <laughs> and... on Shark
0: Tank. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right?
2: I think you need to bring that onto the Shark Tank. Great idea, Nicole. Nancy, again, thank you so much for coming back. We really appreciate it. We are out of time for tonight. We hope you will join us again next Saturday evening at 7. It's Aging Matters, your life, your care, a service of Transitions Life Care here on News Radio 680 WPTF.
1: Have a wonderful night. You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. For more information, log on transitionslifecare.org.